We are Plum Creek, and we're a place where you matter. Our mission here is centered around change lives, changing lives. We believe this happens through three relationships, intimacy with God, intentionality with family, and influence with others. We hope what you hear today will impact and challenge you to love God and the people around you in a whole new way. We'd encourage you to connect with us online at PlumCreekOnline.com or on social media to see how Plum Creek is impacting our community and what opportunities we have for you and your family to get connected. If you'd like to support the ministry we're doing here in Castle Rock, the two easiest ways are through the Give tab on our website or via your mobile device by texting your dollar amount to the number on the screen. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you'll enjoy this message. Well, welcome to the New Year's Eve service. Glad you're here. Now, tonight is going to be just a little different, okay? We know uh, that there are massive games going on as we speak. I'd appreciate it if everybody would just keep the results to themselves. Uh, I have utilized life-saving methodologies with DVRs, and so uh, just don't ruin it for me. Uh, But we know that there's games, we know there's parties, there might be fireworks, there might be even, I don't know, for maybe a few of you, there might be adult beverages that are, that are later on this evening. But here's what we want to do is we just want you to kind of press pause on all that. You might have people come into your house right after this, and you might have come in here with a million different things going on in your mind. Or maybe you're going to two or three different parties, and it's like, how are we going to slip out of some of those and without them being mad at us? Or, or what's going to go on? Just press pause just for a moment. Okay, for this next hour, we just want to kind of just kind of kind of put away any of that holiday stuff that is just swirling around in your brains. And we don't want to just come in here tonight and check a box that, hey, we've attended a service and we're here on New Year's Eve and, and, uh, and we're just kind of kind of come in and take up space. No, we're going to take some time tonight to engage with the Holy Spirit. We're going to take time to reflect We're going to take time to pray. We're going to take time to read scripture and listen to maybe that small, still voice that has been crowded out during this season for you. And we're going to ask you to engage in worship. We're going to ask you to engage in some experiences, some different things that we're going to do tonight. And we're going to guide you through each section, so don't don't worry about it. But we want you to just kind of spend this moment. We want to create space for you to experience the presence of the Spirit. And so just in this one moment, I just want you to close your eyes, just kind of tune everybody else out that's around you. Close your eyes and let me pray for us tonight. God, we come in here, maybe rushed, maybe hurried. And God, maybe we come in here and we're just not even expecting it. We're just kind of, just, uh, we just kind of came because that's what we do. But Father, in this moment, In these few precious minutes that we have together, God, we pray for your spirit to show up in a huge way. God, we want to have a sense of your presence, of your spirit. May it fall thick on this place. May we give ourselves over to whatever you want to say to our hearts, to say to our minds. God, in these minutes, let us focus in on you. So God, we invite you into this place. And God, we are so excited at what you're going to do and how you're going to speak to us and how you're going to engage with us. Let your presence fall. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Now, as we were putting together tonight, 
my mind kind of kept getting dragged back uh, to my wife's grandmother. I know, kind of weird, right? But my wife's grandmother, her name was Tessie Morrow. And she was born in, June, in July of 1914. 1914, there she is. 1914, she died in October of 2009. She lived 95 years on this earth, which was incredible. And even up to the last moments, her mind was sharp. She still could move. She was still engaged in doing stuff with our family. Uh, it was just amazing. We called her Gigi, but it was Tessie. And, and, and just to, to think about all the things that she saw and experienced over those 95 years. Think about it for a second. She went through both world wars the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Gulf War, all of those she saw. She saw the Twin Towers built. She saw them fall. She, saw the, she went through and lived through the Great Depression. She uh, saw that we put men on the moon, or for some of you that, that don't believe that, that we faked it, you know, whatever. <laughs> but she went through that. I mean, the technological advances that she saw during her lifetime, during those 95 years, went from radio to TV to cell phones. It's amazing. She lived an amazing, amazing life. But that's not what made her st stand out to me. What made her stand out to me was her thumbs. Yeah, her thumbs. It's not a weird thing either. She had the greenest thumbs known to mankind, right? Not that they were the color green, but this woman could just like make anything grow in any kind of soil, any kind of plant. It was just like, she, you just give it to her and she could make it grow. It was, it, was, it was crazy. I mean, we would get plants like they were fully healthy, ready to go, and we would bring them home and they would die within days, right? And we would water them and we would try really hard and, uh, and it wouldn't work out. She would take something that was on like its last breath and bring it home and it's like, you know, just this incredible garden. She could do that. She could, she could just, uh, just grow just about anything. And my wife, she would tell me stories that, that when, uh, when Tessie had her own family, uh, she would go to the arboretum, the local arboretum, and she didn't have much money to buy all these plants, but she loved gardening. And so she would go to the local arboretum during pruning season, and she would just go to them and go, hey, can I have some of the stems from the roses that you're pruning? Now, these aren't like the plants that are dying. These are the stems that are being cut off and pruned back and they're gonna throw away. She would take this like stick, this stem, and take it home and put it in the ground and carefully care for it. And by the end of the next season, her yard looked like the arboretum. My wife told me stories that she would take a tomato and she would crush it and smush it out into dirt. And then a few months later, a giant tomato plant would grow out of it. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? But she just had this knack for knowing how to care for plants and how to, how to make them grow and how to take something that was, that was discarded and grow it into something beautiful. Now, what I want us to do is I want us to kind of think through this and keep that in your head because I want us to kind of look back and think about 2016. As we close this year out, how would you describe your life over the past year? How would you describe it? Some of us in this room, 2016 was just incredible. We got a promotion or a raise at work. We aced our final exams like we have never done before and we don't even know how we did it. Maybe you added a new addition to your family or your home. Maybe your life looks like the Arboretum. It's just beautiful. It's just success. People look at it and their jaw drops and go, oh, you are just you're amazing. You have it all together. If that, that, some of you, that might be your 2016. That's awesome. 
And then there's others of us in this room that we walk in here tonight, and man, life has beat us up pretty bad in 2016. Maybe we lost our job. Maybe we lost a relationship or a loved one. Maybe we've been battling disease or injury. Maybe we've made some, some just careless and costly mistakes, whether that be financial or just, uh, just life in general. And our life looks like a bunch of pruned stems laying on the floor waiting to be just kind of thrown out or trashed. Here's what I want you to do. Each one of you has got a black piece of paper that you, that you came on and there was right there in front of you. I want you to take a pen that's in the seat back pocket in front of you and I want you to write on that piece of paper, I want you to write, maybe it's a word, maybe it's a phrase that describes your 2016. Maybe it's joy, maybe it's sorrow, we don't know. We put it on black piece of paper just so that people around you aren't gonna be able to really read what you're writing. So be honest in this moment, just with the spirit. Maybe you just spend a little bit of time and just say, God, you know, help me out. Help me describe this. Help me actually like put it down here. What might 2016 what, is it, what am I going out as? What does this year characterize for me? Because there's a season for everything. Ecclesiastes ver, <clears throat> chapter 3, verse 1 through 8 says this, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under the sun, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, and a time to, uh, time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, and a time for war and a time for peace. Whatever season you find yourself in right now as you're sitting here in that seat, I want you to just spend some time and write it down. Write it down. As, uh, just to kind of sit back and think about the hundreds, probably thousands of different journeys that walk through the door each weekend. I mean, it's amazing. Each of them unique, individual, some of them difficult, some of them uh, just incredibly joyful. And just to hear stories and to do life to see kind of just this, this beautiful mess that is Plum Creek Church as we walk in. And knowing that we have a place that we can come and meet this good, good father to figure out who we are, even in the midst of the struggle, even in the midst of whatever is written on your paper, on that black strip of paper, that we have a God that loves us beyond imagination. And that he brings us together not to judge each other, but to be able to kind of throw it out and go, you know what, this is who we are, but we've got a God that won't let us stay there. And I know, you know, now that we've all kind of identified this, what our 2016 is, and we ask the question, okay, well, what do we do with this? And there's probably been countless number of New Year's messages that you've come and you sit in and it's like, okay, are we going to go burn this thing? Are we going to, you know, throw it away? Are we going to rip it up? Are we going to nail it to a cross? What are we going to do? Because a lot of times it's like, we just got to take whatever has been going on in 2016 and we just need to forget about it, right? We just want it to be gone. We want it to just kind of go away and leave it. 
But here's what I want us to think back. Think back to Tessie, okay? What did she do with those leftover, that, the, the outcast stems, the leftovers, the unwanted pieces? She took them home. And what did she do? She didn't throw them away. She didn't burn them. She didn't kind of get rid of them. She took them and she kind of planted them in rich soil, right? And then she, she picked a location, not just that the soil was right, but it had just the right amount of, of exposure to the sun for that particular plant. And then she fed them and she watered them <clears throat> daily. And then she watched them grow into something beautiful. And I think that's what I want us to do with our 2016, because here's the thing, regardless of what has happened in 2016, it is a part of who you are. It's a part of your story. It's a part of your experience that you can allow God to use to grow into something incredible in 2017. Maybe he wants to use some of that pain or maybe some of that struggle, or maybe he wants to use some of the joy that you've gotten. Maybe some of the blessing that you've received to bless others or to share with others. I don't want us to forget it, but here's what I want us to do is I want us to allow God to use it to shape us into who we can become. And the only way that we can do that is by planting ourselves in his spirit. Just like that soil nurtured, that plant, when you plant your life in the spirit of God and what he is doing and you put yourself in the stream of what God wants to do in this world and in this community and in this valley, then he begins to shape you into something different. He begins to take these broken, this brokenness, these, this, this hurt, this imperfect kind of self and we put it in the spirit and then we watch it grow. And so my main thought, man, my main challenge for us in 2017 is we've got to plant ourselves in the spirit. Plant yourself in the spirit. Too often we find ourselves and we plant ourselves in a hundred different directions, locations, with uh, things that, that steal our attention and our focus and our heart. And we plant ourselves and we put our time and our effort and our money into all these things. What about if we planted ourselves in the spirit? And that happens when we come here on a weekend or when we listen to a message online or, or, or watch a, a podcast of a favorite speaker or maybe it's, a, it's catching up on, on, on what's going on here on the weekends online. Uh, maybe it's engaging in a Plum Creek group or a small group in somewhere else. Maybe it's a, we serve in a ministry or attend a Bible study that, that, that meets during the week that begins to feed into you and you begin to learn more about scripture and you learn more about, about who God is. Maybe it's just getting around a table at Starbucks or at Laura's Donuts and sharing our journey together and going, man, this is where I struggle or man, this is where I need help or here's an area that I just have a question. Let's just kind of dig in scripture together. Let's do life together. Let's just... Let's just experience and allow God's spirit to use each of us to sharpen one another. Or maybe for some of you, it's to go on a mission experience. Maybe you're going to Honduras or you're signed up to go to the Philippines. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe it's sponsoring a child. All I know is that when you begin to do things like this, you're planting yourself in the spirit. When you decide that, hey, I'm gonna read my Bible daily or I'm just gonna even allow just one verse a day that comes through the Bible app and, and it's gonna be there and I'm just gonna read that. I'm gonna start off with reading that one verse a day and I'm gonna pray for a minute. And I'm gonna start off real small, but as you do that, you begin to plant your life in the spirit. It's no longer planted at work or at school or on a field. It's planted in the spirit of what God wants to do. 
And as you do these things, the spirit begins to grow and weave into you, kind of grafting into your character, the character of Christ. He takes who you've been and begins to grow fruit of the spirit. And that's what the character of Christ looks like. Look at, uh, at Galatians 5, and 23. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Leave that up there for just a second. This is the character of Christ. And when we begin a relationship with him and the spirit comes into our life, we have the ability for this to to define and be our character. But only when we allow our life to be planted in the spirit, we begin to see some of these fruits. And so in just a moment, here's what we're gonna ask you to do is I want you to pray first. Spend some time right at your seat and I want you to pray which one of these fruit of the spirits, which one of these fruits needs to be grown more in my life in 2017? You know, we might say every single one of them. And yes, there's gonna be evidence of every single one of these fruits in your life, hopefully. But man, there might be one that just kind of sticks out that man, I need more of that in 2017. I need that to be more of who I am in 2017. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is you're going to pray just where you're at and pray, God, what, which one of those needs to grow more for me? And when you feel like the spirit is kind of pressed upon you and you know which one that is, I want you to move up out of your seat. And there's six different stations that are on each side of these, uh, each, each side of the stage. You can see where the trees are at. And there's a planner box. And I want you to take that 2016 piece of paper and I want you to bury it. Because it's not being forgotten, but it's gonna be used to grow who you are gonna become in 2016. And that soil right there represents just like the spirit. We're planting ourselves in the spirit. And then I want you to take one of the, six, uh, one of the nine cards that represent the fruit of the spirit. Find your card. Take that card and take it back to your seat. And then return, and we'll, uh, we'll continue to worship. We're going to sing as we kind of move, but I want you, in, in just in this moment, the band's just going to play behind us, and I want you to just spend a little bit of time, and I want you to pray and ask God to impress on your spirit, on your heart, what is that fruit for you in 2017? In this next kind of experience or movement, here's what we want to do with this. You've got your card. You've buried your 2016 in the soil of the Spirit. And you've got kind of that that, that fruit of the Spirit that that you feel God is saying, okay, hey, this is the one that needs to be kind of more prevalent in, in who I am in 2017. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to take those cards and I want you to flip them over. They've got some verses on the back. Some of them are up, maybe five of them. Some of them up even up to seven. Here's what I want you to do is I want you... We're going to spend just this next little bit looking up these verses and reading some scripture. And I want you to begin again by praying, God, allow your spirit to kind of make one of these verses jump out. Make one of these verses just kind of speak to me, maybe more than the others, and I want you to circle that verse. And that's going to be the verse that's going to be your reminder for 2017. So that when you kind of feel tempted to kind of just kind of punt on this whole, you know, fruit of the spirit and planting myself in the spirit, which you will. There'll be a point where there's just circumstances of life, busyness, craziness, whatever goes on in, in, in whatever's gone on in 2016. Maybe some of it you know is going to happen in 2017. 
And when that happens, may the scripture be the reminder. May that be kind of your tether to what you want to see God graft in you and in your character. Maybe you're going to take it home and you're going to write it, <clears throat> write it out uh, or, or stick it to, and stick it to your bath, on your bathroom mirror. Maybe you write it in lipstick. I don't know. You know, you just write it out to where you see it every single day. Maybe it's on a card that you put on the dash of your car. Maybe you decide, I don't know, maybe you memorize it. Maybe you get really ambitious and you're like, I'm going to memorize every single one of these that are on here. I don't know what that is. But do something to have it as a reminder that when we're tempted to bail, that this is going to kind of lead us back and get us back on track. It's going to remind us <coughs> of who we're becoming in Christ as we plant our life in the Spirit. Look at this verse in John 15, 4. It says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Man, if you close out 2016 wondering where in the world God is, maybe look at where your life is right now. How close are you? How planted are you into the spirit? How many, are there, how many things that on, a, on a daily basis kind of remind you and kind of clue you into, hey, I've got to be in the spirit today? Maybe this verse is a start for you to just kind of go, you know what, okay. I'm going to read this thing every single morning when I get up, every single night when I go to bed, because I want to be in the spirit, because I need to see this in 2017. This is what needs to define me in 2017. And so we're going to give you several minutes. And so just start right now. We can bring up the lights maybe just a little bit so people can read if they're on a, on a regular physical Bible. Uh, but just take some time. There's going to be some music that's going to be playing. But ask God to kind of reveal what is this verse for me for 2017. So go ahead and take some time and let's look up the verses. As a congregation, if we all allowed that, some of these fruits of the Spirit to begin to grow in our life in such a way that we are characterized by that, who knows what God could do in this valley? Who knows what God can do in your workplace, at your school, in your family? If we plan ourselves in the spirit and allow those things to begin to grow and define and be our character, man, it could be an incredibly groundbreaking 2017. And that's what we want to see. We want to be a congregation that when people talk about Plum Creek, when they talk about the people that make up Plum Creek, that, man, these are the words that they use. That, man, those people live lives that look like Christ. Oh, how cool would that be? It's not easy, and we can only do it if we do it together and by the power of the Spirit inside of us. And so lean into that this coming year. Allow him to define who you will become. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much just for tonight. Thank you that you, your spirit has been here. God, thank you that you, uh, that you are willing and excited to interact with us. And God, may we not just leave here and let it be just another service. God, I pray that we leave here with transformed lives. That maybe we're even taking the first step to that transformation. 
And God, we don't know exactly how we're going to get there, but we are going to trust in you, in your spirit, to do what you plan and what you purpose to do. God, create in us your heart and your character. Create in us, God, a way to, 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 to represent and to bring light into the areas that you have placed us in. God, bring awakening through that into this valley, into this city, into this nation, God, by a movement of your spirit. God, we thank you and we love you and we look forward to what you're gonna do. It's in your son's name that we pray, amen. Man, if this is your first time with us or maybe it's your first time on a Saturday night, it's a cool place to be. And so as we move down into 2017, maybe you want to think about making Saturday night your permanent home. It clears room. It makes room for other people to be able to be here on Sunday mornings. Uh, but maybe this is a, a place that you and your family might want to land. There's two services, 4.30 and 6. We'd love to have you. And then we're beginning next week, <clears throat> Fearless New Year, as we kind of jump into this new year and, and, and kind of launch into, into what God has for us. And so we look forward to you being with us here next week. Thanks so much. Have an incredible, incredible weekend.